Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. Uh, Ryan will tell you we're on episode 10, part 3, but in reality no, we are on episode it's, it's 13 part four, today. Like, Whatever. It's 13? It's 13. Oh, it's, it's episode 10, part 4. Where have I been? Uh, <laughs> you were sick last episode, but oh, yeah. uh, I am Jonathan with Team Salt Boys. And I am Ryan with Team Rays. This is your boy Marco from Team Meta Club. And Ernest with Team Empire. And uh, I want to make a, an announcement here while we're here. Ernest is a official, an official member of Thinking Uncharged Podcast. Now he's the fourth co-podcastee. I don't know how to describe what we are actually, but he's officially part of the show. Welcome, Ernest. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part of the team. Um, we will do some other things with that later. But Hell yeah. uh, we had <laughs> a very, very busy week last week with PPG Houston. We have uh, all the releases of set 14. We're not going to talk much about that. Um, and then we have the anniversary box coming up next month uh, with set 14 coming out this month. So where do you guys want to start? Where do we want to end? Where do we want to go from here? Not fucking episode 10, part 4. All right, so for episode 10, part four, <laughs> what, I, what I mainly want to discuss about is I want to discuss about, um, uh, so recently in the Yu-Gi-Oh scene, we, they had a... Uh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the whole Yu-Gi-Oh scene's on, on a fire train right now. Dude. There's like three cheaters in YCS, and they're all nasty. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, dude, I'm fucking, I'm livid for this stuff. But anyways, though. <laughs> Um, I'm, we're mainly here for the anniversary reprints. Let's go, boys. I'm excited. Anniversary, then one of the next big products coming out. I'm not too excited about set 14, uh, except for the starter deck. So, I'm not really, we're going to push, we're going to push forward to the anniversary reprints. Um, Uh, I came prepared for this. I don't know if anybody else did, but I made a whole fucking schematic spreadsheet with like, Images, uh, predictions. And, yeah, and uh, I did everything except fucking red blue because oh, right. so it's, it's not complete. So the schematics are incorrect. They are incorrect, right, so, but they are there. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first because I have the best. I already have the best list. I swear to God, Ryan, if you take all of my fucking predictions. No, you did. You did choose a card. The very first card is the card I chose. So I'm glad we're on on tune for that one. We need a we need a a, a foil special anniversary or rework art for our boy Champa. Get get him in the fucking production for like some badass. We need a foil version of him. Yeah, no, no, yeah, a foil they anniversary. Have a foil anniversary. judge promo, okay? Yes, but I want to. I have that, but I want like a badass anniversary artwork. Now we we need an SCR foil version of. Oh Chompa. yeah, dude, we need an Did SCR. SCR. Yes, <laughs> dude, I would pay, dude. I would pay for Bandai to create an SCR of Champa when you combo with it. You, uh, whenever the card that you're comboing with, it gets triple, gets big, gets triple oh. strike. Gets big Never mind. Say, come on, man. You gotta make life interesting. Anything's lethal. <laughs> Anything's lethal. <laughs> you know, do, do a little juicy tap three for it, bro. Like, you know, something like that. No, you out here wilding, bro. Interesting. <laughs> make so you it got... a secret. It Can is... you imagine somebody yeah. comboing daddy that, um, what is it called? Godly, like, beers? Godly beers? Oh, yeah. Godly yeah, 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 yeah. Bring that back, bro. That'd be pretty funny. 
All I'm Where saying is that better cost fucking four to combo. <laughs> <laughs> bro, nah, bro, it caught it, it untaps an energy for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, but so here, here's, like, here's uh, it's a negative one energy cost untapping <laughs> energy. <laughs> the sensu bean sense- effect. <laughs> so these are my predictions for for well, I'll do red. I'll do it in the way you have it because it's easier. So for red, I agree with the Champa. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on the Yamcha because I think that's gonna be our um, our five, our fiver, our like you know rotation. You know how they did like the um, the what's it called for last set? The oh my brain's not working right now. But anyway, so we're, yeah, we're gonna hold off on that. But anyway, so I, I agree with Champa and uh, the red card. I th- another red card I think they're gonna reprint is the the King Piccolo, the new ruler. Yeah. I know they had the the only reprint they have right now is the fucking oh as Ernest would say they did that, reprint it that, as a, that as winner the, promo yeah, the winner promo winner looks amazing though <laughs> oh it looks great can't wait to write the cost of three hundred dollars that uh, could for, nah. potentially be a, a reprint <laughs> all right yeah, I, so our I, listeners I, by the way Ryan have no idea what the fuck my list looks like so oh yeah not, not, and I'm glad we're gonna keep it in the dark you guys don't get to see anything. <laughs> Uh, but, um, for blue, uh, I didn't like anything you put down here. That's, uh, <laughs> That's fine. Everything, <laughs> yeah, everything looked, I was like, what is this blue list? But, um, I think that we should do, um, uh, so for the, so the, the, the set of five cards that I think that we're also going to get is like a reprint, you know, how they like, to, they like to do like a, like a five set of like, or like a cycle for reprints. I think mm-hmm. our cycle of reprints we're gonna get is gonna be the uh, counterplay, the counter, the the the, the unison free counterplay cards. Trunks mm-hmm. has already gotten um, a yes, but but we but we don't get to we don't get to run by that we don't get to run by that logic anymore because of the fact that uh, Bandai in one swoop fell swoop reprinted Dormant Potential three times in a row. Yes, and it's getting uh, all of these cat free counterplays are getting a, a, a second edition reprint. By the way. Yeah. yeah, with with the uh, the the, the uh, what's it called the the, the, the reprint set. Yes, yeah, the, the reprint. second second release of the same set. Yeah, the set the second set reprint set, which isn't bad. I actually kind of like that. Does anybody else uh, think about that second edition fucking Pokemon logo with the Dragon Ball in it? I just think that's going to be stamped on these cards for some reason. I know it's it's not, but it's just like damn. I'd I'd be fine with that. I think it looks cool. Oh, they I did confirm that right that those cards are going to have a second edition print on them. Yeah, yeah, and in the corner where they have the uh, where you have the set number and like the card number, it's gonna have uh, it's gonna have R E for reprint. Oh, uh, uh, R E. Yeah. No re GGs. Yeah, yeah. no. It's, it, it, uh, Not RP. So it's, it's gonna be re. It's gonna be re. 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 Blue doesn't really. Blue's kind of in a good spot where it doesn't need that many reprints. Legitimately, um, before you came back to the Discord chat, I told Ernest and Marco that I had the hardest time picking for Blue. So I am not surprised you don't like any of my picks because I don't like them either. But no, yeah, <laughs> but, um, I think it's gonna be. Um, uh, I think it's gonna be uh, either. I think it's gonna be Heroic Prospect because I like reprinting that card again. No. Ben, oh ben, my ben, lord! Ben, 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 Ryan, ben, ben, you can't talk ben, about blue reprints nah. now. You, you guys, nah. you guys are gonna add me, but Bandai likes to pick cards they've already reprinted. Um, it makes their job easier. But that one step is in. three times already. Well, Dormant Potential's at four. Well, I didn't put Dormant Potential on this list. <laughs> yes, and guess what? <laughs> It'll probably be reprinted. But um, 
No, I think if anything, it'll probably be uh, the Ultra Instinct Kamehameha. <laughs> The, for, uh, for like a, so you like think they'll do the iconic attack rares? I didn't put any of them on here because I think they're only going to do two, and they're going to choose one not played one, or not one that's big played, and one that's big played. Uh, so I, which I one's it, being big played? Uh, cell. Cell's cell being big played. Cell and freezer are the big play ones. I think. I don't know. Final. What, what all, list all you been looking them, at? All three of them, other than blue, or off. Well, black. Yeah, the Majin Buu's. Attack the Majin Buu was you. First off, all you yelling at me about freezing. I want to let y'all know right now. Y'all bad. <laughs> uh, Freeza's no, used in like Freeza every red good. deck right now. Yeah, Freeza's uh, really good. The, the cell Final one. Flash. Final Flash is used in Legend almost Final everything. Final Flash is probably the most. Yeah, Final yeah, Flash so, is in every single Frieza list. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Oh, and then no, yellow. No, because for yellow, they're going to choose Unite Assemble, duh. Obviously. <laughs> nah, they're gonna do Bergamo, bro, to the one ofs. They already have that as a winner. <laughs> bro, they already have it for the winners there, bro. Okay, <laughs> and, they reprinted Dorm Potential, and they reprinted Dorm Potential three times in one window. Who yeah. don't at me, bro. Don't right. at me. <laughs> All I'm saying, Ryan, is that if they did a, an alternate art dimension magic with like foiling and shit, like people would fucking go nuts for that shit. Alright, I'll give you the dimension magic. For green, uh, I agree with the Frieza. Um, I don't know what this clown my clown dude. That's Belmont. You don't know Belmont, you don't know Belmont bro. No, I, I dude, I know this card because uh because uh Rabe likes to play this card in, in, in his decks the most unoptimal way possible, and I never remember this thing's name. I just remember it as the clown card that's bad. It's and the and it's, it's, Pennywise, it's bad. Bro. It's bad. It's bad in the, the way he plays. No, I think no Belmont. No, I think uh, we're gonna see. Uh, uh, I think if for anything, if it's going to be like a low-budget card, we might see a Demigra Unison reprint for here. Just because of the... I'd be okay with that. Because yeah, I think it would that, actually, be, it actually be, it actually be a good idea to look cool and everything like that. So I think it's going to be there. That um, was a, mi a missed opportunity for an SR. No, I agree with you on that. Uh, for yellow, uh, we'll go ahead and throw Final Flash in there for everybody who's complaining. Um, <laughs> throw Final Flash in there. Sure. Throw... Throw, uh, I think release. I know, I think release me was fine, but like, what would be a really spicy reprint would be if they did Mecha Frieza Robotic Repose so that way it's more accessible. That I agree with that. Good one. Yeah, to make it more accessible. Uh, I agree with everything on your black. Everything on your black is fine, except for the power burst. Change out power All burst. All power what the burst fuck? again, bro. Let's do it. Change, for yeah. the said, I agree with everything on your list for black. I agree with everything except for power burst. <laughs> so, power so, he, so for those of you who can't see, he agrees with the Migra 5 drop and Koitsukai. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give... All right, so we're talking about the model colors. I'm going to give the viewers a quick breakdown. For the red, this is Jonathan's calculated reprint prediction. For the red, oh. he has one of the double strikes, which is the Kai or the Champa. Strategies of U7. Yes. Yeah. Strategy of the U7, the one that gives Barrier, Merciless Barrage, Counter Yamcha. For blue, he has D-Magic, Sun Gohan, that's used in Baby, that makes you bottom deck a card every time you attack, and Android 17, that makes you flip your hand back to the deck. For green, he has Charismatic Frieza, Shocking Death Ball, and Bell Mod Blocker. For yellow, he has Cooler Counter Counter, uh, Counterplay for Vegeta Prideful, Release from Evil, and black, he has Power Burst, Demigra Draft Box, and Koitsukai. For black, I really like, I think... 
the Koitsukai or the Demigra is a really good call. It's a very popular card, and I think it's really good if they reprint it to make it more accessible. For blue, I really like the Dimension Magic, and the reason for that is because the foil of Dimension Magic has slowly been building in value, so I think it would be really good for them to reprint another foiling for that card, because it's starting to, like, it's a card that's kind of been going out of cycle for some time now, so that's why it's really, like, you know, been accruing um, a lot of value over time. So I think that's a really good uh, pick that, for them yeah, to, like, hard. redo. That card always gains a little bit of value. I sold my last one for like thirty-five dollars. Yeah, it's this is basically a necessary staple for any blue deck. I try I like to keep the all the sparking negates on here, the ones that are actually played, like Carburst, Shocking Death Ball, and D Magic. It's like a ninety percent chance you're seeing it in one of those decks. I like yeah. your, so for going over the multicolors for Jonathan's multi, yeah, I'm gonna uh, wake up really quickly. Uh, multicolors. He's got the arrival Gogeta, the the arrival five gap Gogeta, uh, liquor. Or the Dropbox 5 Liquor uh, for uh, blue-green. He's got the Gohan and Piccolo, which I also agree with. And uh, I don't know which Destroyer God that is. Is that the Energy uh, Exhaust Signal That's one? the Revive. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the Revive, revive one. one. That's the revive. I don't know. No, if it's not the Energy Exhaust one, then yeah, that's the Revive one. Uh, the Arrival Beer, the Arrival uh, Red-Yellow Beerus. Um, red-Yellow just suck dick, so don't even worry about my red-Yellow picks. Oh, yeah. There's no good red-Yellow cards, okay? Yeah, there's no good red-Yellow cards right <laughs> there's now. There's nothing good uh, For, for blue-Yellow, I know it's a bit early, but change... Because you have because he has the, the, the 2020 ch champion or championship uh, blue-Yellow uh, Rosé. Change that out for the news of Moss that just came out. I know it's a bit early. They won't do it, but I would love if they did. They okay? won't do it, but that would actually be great if they did. And I, I agree with you on this... Uh, I think another uh, another good uh, reprint for right here is that they uh, they give us the run back and give us a, reprint the Aegis Bojack and the anniversary set again just for the memes, not even for the viability, just for the memes. Fuck no, <laughs> that'd be so funny. But no, I think um, I think that's pretty solid. I a hundred percent. I think the 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 number one card you picked on here besides the Piccolo and Gohan because that card's really good is the uh the the uh, the championship 2020 uh android uh 18 perfection spray the the one that costs oh, yeah. that, one, that's a really good one that's a really good card that definitely needs to be reprinted i would 100 percent agree with you on that. i think for red green you might want to change it up instead of Re resonator you put in uh eradicator the, yeah eradicator was, it was a long night guys trying to no, no, no. All I, these cards. I, think, <laughs> I think both are fine just because they would look really good with new artwork but I think price-wise, Eradicator, I think artwork-wise, uh, artwork I'd be fine with uh, Gogeta. Getting another Gogeta artwork is just nice. Well, Gogeta's yeah. a staple in red-green arrival decks right now. Uh, yeah. They kind of go hand-in-hand -hand with the Piccolo. And I'm I'm pretty sure we're only going to get one of each multicolor. Uh, and let me piggyback off this because I completely spaced on red-blue being a color combination when I did this. Uh, so Invoker is basically red-blue. And the only non-Invoker card that's playable is the Freezer 100%. Uh, that can fucking neg minus 30, ignoring barrier across the board. So I think that would be my pick for red-blue. And then Ernest had a really good point about putting the um, Instinct Surpassed Goku that came as a dash pack for set 9. That's triple strike, and you can restand by, I think, warping or removing from the game to multicolor. Oh, uh, here. Take that card, throw it in the garbage. There. But the the Freezer for sure, I think, would, would be a cool uh, alt art. Take yeah. that card. Take that card. Throw it in the garbage. Sure. Yeah. It'd probably be the freeze that Frieza, the cooler that you know that works the in the same deck strategy. That winner, uh, I don't want to hear any of this. So many cards are getting reprinted a thousand times. I don't want to hear none of I this. Wanna, I want to <laughs> see the arrival cooler reprint, or I want to see the championship 2020 cooler. Let me or tell you something, bro. 
this is gonna be the troll of the year. For green, one of the reprints is gonna be Rebrianne. For blue, it's gonna be Obuni. For yellow, it's gonna be the one drop Basil. Red, we're gonna have another reprint of Vegeta. And yeah, we're gonna go on from there. I All the battle evolution anniversary box is just twelve packs of fucking battle evolution. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> like the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> the mother's gonna say this is our what we had left <laughs> stuck in stocks. <laughs> there were so many secrets, nobody wanted to buy any more product. <laughs> Bro, every box gets a, a hair in lineage. <laughs> Bro, I'm down, dude. <laughs> dude, I can play oh. that. In, I can play that in my. I can play that in my Dark Broly deck, dude. Dark Broly's still metal, right? <laughs> Dark Broly is still 100% meta post ban list. That's why, oh that's why it's single-handedly one of the worst decks ever. <laughs> Bro, that thing is so glass cannony now. One more comment about the whole blue yellow. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, since it's like... I feel like one of the... What's this deck? Invoker, that thing? I feel like one of those either extra cards or the Vegeta. There, there's a huge possibility for those things to get reprinted, Please too. Please God, no. Please God, no. I mean, I could see them doing the Invoker Vegeta just because it's like a staple for the for the deck, and if it was like a cool alt art, people wouldn't be too mad, but that deck's kind of dead. Maybe rival. Whoa, Vegeta. whoa, whoa. According to Legends, that deck is only starting. <laughs> no comment, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you something, bro. Hashtag, well, blue? hashtag, hashtag a legendary say, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you something, bro. This is, this is a reprint for blue. Blue got D-Magic, they got T.O.P. Field Card, and they got the Universe 7 Roshi Negate. For Blue, for blue Red, it's going to be that Vegeta. Bro, All I, dedicated to U7. I just want to point out, so before we started, we were looking over, because uh, uh, they announced uh, Draftbox 4 reprints. Yeah, it's really bothersome. And uh, we were like, what's good cards? And Ernest over here goes on the website and looks the bottom of the barrel cards. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> he goes, Roshi Negate. The freezer that's a blocker that plays from the drop. Trash. Hey, 90% I, didn't, of these, I didn't even get to Ginyu. 90% no. of these cards, I didn't Bro, even know what they did. I'm not even going to lie. I have so much hope for that Ginyu. It never saw play once in my entire life. <laughs> yep. You know what that thing went to? Trash. <laughs> Bro, you ready for that Slumber Strike reprint? It's coming. Oh, dude, that I'm... court actually saw gameplay, at least by it me. Did. Dude, I Slumber Strike. Yeah, Slumber Strike at least saw a side deck play, my boys. Let's it not was even... in my uh, Broly Surge side deck. Don't, don't lump that garbage. Don't lump all the garbage with Slumber Strike, yo. Slumber Strike clean. What if they gave us the reprints from Draftbox 4? They were like, hey, I know you guys really wanted Fearless Pan, so here's another Fearless Pan. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Yeah. They give me a reprint of a, a Fearless Pan, and it looks good. I'll be somewhat happy. Bro, I actually I like see, that card. I wanted to put Fearless Pan in my deck for PPG so bad. Did you cite it? I, no, I was going you did, to. You, did, you didn't want it to make it. didn't do nothing. No, bro. I, I didn't do nothing with it. I, I really <laughs> wanted to. I just wanted to put it in there as a one-of just, just because I wanted to use it. Because at Locals, I got to hit it off a couple times, but I knew it was not a good idea. What? Slumber Strike? No, Fearless Fan. Oh, Where did you go? Bro, I'm like, <laughs> my man got stuck in the time warp, bro. He was talking to Demigra in the warp zone. <laughs> bro, you're not there for that whole conversation we had, my guy? But anyways, uh, 
Ernest now, Gary, Mauro, uh, you put oh. fearless. You fit fearless pin in about any fucking list you can possibly put that into. Card. King Piccolo. I wanted to put it in King Piccolo. I would. Bro, I saw you put that in King Vegeta. Don't fucking act like you better <laughs> run away from this conversation, boy. But I'm calling, bro, calling you out right here on this. I camp. did put it in my King Vegeta. Deck. I called I you out on the. I posted that shit on the page. I'm calling dope, you out on the. I mean, I'm calling you out on the cast three. Got three chain attack Bardox, you drop a fearless pan. GG, bro. It, it, yeah, 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 yeah I've done that. One, and then you kill one of the fucking Bardox and they shut off. This is <laughs> no. going back to the to the thing. This is what's concerning. So this is what's really weird to me when Bandai started making product because I have no idea when they start making product for certain sets. <laughs> Because, like, we're already getting to set 14. We went through draft box 5. We went through draft box 6. Unless this is another typo, like what they did with the last anniversary, where they say they were reprinting Iron Iron Will, whatever, uh, War or that ape that was Iron Will, Bar instead of, like, War Cry. Like, you know, they made that massive typo. Everybody was like, what is this? And they were like, oh, we got it wrong. Like, I don't know how you did that, but... Can we talk about like the, the other thing that happened where they were like, they were going to give us the Champa reprint and everybody was like, fuck no. And then they actually yeah. gave us Crown of Retribution, which nobody's mad about. But yeah. the fact that yeah. we're actually demanding for the Champa reprint now is kind of funny. Like, it's like full circle. Dude, yeah. we're like, dude, we're like full circle. Like, Bandai, like, don't listen to us. We're fucking children, apparently. Shouldn't take the reprint. But the description here says, useful cards from previous sets come back in alternate arts. Long-awaited Draftbox 4 cards and more reprints essential. So this is my confusion. We already got Draftbo uh, Draftbox 4 reprints, like Warcry. I mean, I guess you can say, well, yeah, we did get two reprints for the Draw 2 Ape. We got in the event pack and the anniversary collection, which I kind of don't like counting the anniversary collection, but in earnest eyes, it is a reprint. Don't you make that Zamasu comment? But, <laughs> yeah, like, so my confusion is, my confusion is, is like, is this just a copy and paste from the last anniversary, or are we actually going to get Draftbox 4 reprints because... This is really weird. Like, we already went through Draftbox 5 and Draftbox 6. If they're really talking about Draftbox 4 and this is not a typo, like, I, like at what window were they even thinking about doing, like, working on this set is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, um, like, Ben, I kind of used to be more open about how they, uh, how they do this kind of stuff because, like, look at the player choice reprints, too. Like, at the time, people were begging for Heroic Prospect and Zarbon to be reprinted because those cards were just... The, those cards were needed in the decks that were played at the time. And if you didn't hide them, the, the decks the fucking sucked how they operated. But, like, mm -hmm. they're getting reprinted, like, up the ass now, and nobody cares about them. Like, it's, just, it's just so late. Yeah, it's, it's way too late about how good they operate now. And um, that's... Yeah, <sighs> I can see uh, Zamasu for sure if they do print that. Your boy Topo might get another reprint, and then Final Spirit Cannon, because uh, you know Mecha's a, a card that that runs. Uh, you mean you mean you mean, turn, you mean turn any gate won't ever, no one ever swings through Topo. Yeah. You mean the card that comboed perfectly with Bergamo that's not limited to one, and when we go to set fifteen, Frieza is going to get banned. Yes, that one. Talking about that, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Good card. Wait, good hold card. on, how do we go from Topo to to what? Oh. Well, he was Spirit talking about cannon? final. Yeah, he was talking about the cannon cards. So I just went back to that topic. Dude, final Spirit cannon. Talking about coming out of nowhere from from being like a no card to like you know a, a, an almost staple in Mecha Frieza deck. Does Saiyan Instincts get a third reprint? Saiyan Instincts. Uh, yeah, draw two. Awesome. Draw two. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. Now, it's, it, I feel like Saint Instinct did so well in blue, rather than actual like its own color, which is pretty amusing. 
I think but, the, I think that wouldn't be a problem because you're seeing a lot of uh, you're seeing a lot of soul strikers come out of the the, the come out of the the, the <clears> dark depths. Like they're doing really good with a lot more of these blue engines. Like that that's why I also didn't want Mecha Frieza to be banned because Mecha Frieza is just a generic good yellow leader, and wanting to ban Mecha Frieza is, is like you can use a similar argument for Soul Striker. Like Soul Striker is just will hinder blue will, blue progression as we go go moving forward. But Soul Striker is just a really good blue leader. And now that there's good blue shells, you're seeing Soul Striker come up. So yeah, I could see a Saiyan Instincts definitely being worth a reprint because it's a staple in Soul Striker because nothing feels better than right before you swing, tap two, draw two, swing, untap that two energy. And then draw like, a card. Yeah, it's just Busted. like you're netting a lot of value. So mm-hmm. yes, I think Saiyan Instincts, not a bad idea for a reprint, honestly. I agree. Ernest, do you have any predictions on reprints? I know we kind of uh, we oh, uh, we definitely botched the shit out of that fucking opening. Kind of. <laughs> that was like that, that was bro. I'm trying to drive the car. Jonathan, Ernest, and fucking uh, the fucking Marco are just watching me slam into the fucking <laughs> the freeway as the car's on fire, dude. That was bro. such a botched opening. I'm over here trying to ignore what happens, still trying to stay on topic. Yeah, so just reprint. <laughs> Ernest, any uh, any counter arguments to my to my list or anything that you thought deserved a reprint that nobody has mentioned yet? Um, the the angel rares instead of the ones that you put the I thought about the ones that when that can count as check lands pretty much. Or you, yeah, yeah, you warp the, yeah, yeah, corresponding colors, yeah, yeah. That's like fair. I think all of those would get reprinted uh, before the other ones. Nobody, especially with the what they've lands, been doing lately. But nobody plays the check lands because they require too much. Yeah, um, and but they're they, more like... they are. They're trying to do more cards that that negate their own energy exhaust. So they might try to do that to to bring it more into and technically into people's check, mind. I did put the check land for red yellow because the other one is just offering like a twenty k two drop <laughs> offering card, and I'm like, well, that's well, not, you, you, that doesn't you, need so many people were talking about that card like in pan, bro. They were like, it's so broken in pan, and it never saw play. Well, that's because yeah. Pan is not I rebooted. Use go ahead and reboot Pan. Pan. Yeah, go ahead and reboot Pan. We're going to be having a whole other conversation on the next podcast. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. dude. If Pan gets a reboot, and that card's and that card's going to be, like, fucking God God card in that deck. Yeah. I tried, I tried a uh, tricolor Pan deck that used it. Yeah, I get on Milton's level. He tried quad color pan. Oh no, nah, that's why sometimes <laughs> Milton... <laughs> I'm going to get on Ben's level. He, he runs five color fucking... Launch. You gotta get on that's Milton's launch. level, dude. Launch, launch works like that. You gotta get on Milton's level, dude, and play like nine win conditions in your deck. <laughs> you gonna see one eventually. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, the thing about uh, this is what I like for Bandai to do is just like start future planning stuff, so we can see set fourteen. I know we're not talking about it a lot, but they released some new support cards for keywords. Like I think there's new support cards for revive. There's new support, like you know, stuff like that. Like, I think there's even successor in there and and all that mumbo jumbo. I feel like if, not heroic and villainous. Yeah. What is but if we if we go back to like the previous <laughs> set, like for example, so Jonathan here has the revive angel rare from that draft box set. It would be pretty mm-hmm. smart for them since that kind of works with the whole revive engine. It can be smart for them to 
reprint this or reprint the three drop Gohan that has revived because that's actually the direct card that the card they, they printed set 14 to combo with. So if they do something like that, that'd be pretty smart. Like, you know, for especially for new players, instead of them going back. I mean, it is a cheap card, but instead of them going back, they can just buy new product and then they'll get the card they needed that's the set 14 cards are supposed to, like, you know, combo with. So if they were to do something like that, that'd be really cool if they actually, like, you know, work the reprints like that. Or just reprint useful cards, like, you know, for the black cards like Power Burst, Kortikai, or Draftbox Demigra, like... It's just got to be on top of their toes when they do stuff like this. Because realistically, dude, like, in a month in advance, they can determine what to print now. They can see how the game is forming. And the people who are playtesting the cards, which, you know, I don't, I think they do very minimal playtesting, but I might be wrong. Because if they didn't do minimal playtesting, they would never ban U3 before he even had his first tournament. But that's onto another right. podcast. But, <laughs> yeah, like, if they just have people who understand what's happening, then, like, you know, they will understand what the... Fa- like what the fan base, um, the the community itself is looking for, and I and I think that'd be a really cool thing if they did for the multicolor reprints. So if you look at the uh, description of the anniversary box, it says twenty reprints in total. So if they go by what they did last year, it'll be three red, three blue, three green, three yellow, two black, and then one of each multicolor. That'll equal twenty cards. Uh, okay. So they could also just be like, you know what, fuck you, Jonathan. We're not going to do that, and they should do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> But that's why I have the ore, uh, where I have the ores. I think you get two black reprints, three of each other color, and then one of Racist. each multicolor. I, I am. Um, and I did miss the uh, the red-blue. So in total, I would have had uh, 20 reprints, uh, just going off of what I saw for uh, 2020's anniversary box. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, keep the yeah. consistency. Then, obviously, they're going to probably like print a leader. The last one was the Toa leader, right? Uh, yeah. Last one was actually AOD. Yeah. Oh, yeah, AOD was the last good one. And then Toa was before that. Yeah. For the anniversary? The anniversary yeah. box, yeah. the whole theme set was uh, AOD. So the whole Agent of Destruction deck was from anniversary box. Oh, interesting. Well, the cool thing about that, too, is that that Toa that was in the first anniversary box, it actually saw a lot of gameplay. Is that correct or am I wrong? You are correct. No, it it actually was a strong yes. uh, okay. meta deck. That was the one that did the whole warping thing, right? From yeah, the they brought the whole Mira chain back into play, and you could play the uh, yeah. the big seven drop, and, and it would get like, yeah. double strike and well, warp three cards. It was, really good. it was really good hand destruction. All right, well, I hated yeah. that deck, but... Yeah, it so... Oh yeah, that was actually that leader was pretty cool. To be honest, like for what it could do, that leader was pretty cool. The whole hand destruction was super like, you know, I hated it. But (laughs) then the second anniversary they did the whole AOD thing, which was basically like a super low to the ground um, go wide rush deck that can go to Celzino, which was super like, you know, terrible. But uh, that what I'm trying to what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at is that the two anniversary leaders that they printed they were all very playable and they part they made their mark in the meta in some shape way or form. So Those were black that, by the way, so I imagine this will be another black deck leader. Yeah. So hopefully, mm-hmm. if they continue that trend, it can be another exciting thing for something to be introduced to the meta, like you know, to kind of like keep the keep the spice going, you know, like not make things stale. It's like something gets introduced. Now people either want to play with it or they have to learn to play against it. Like, you know, kind of be on top of their toes. But that's definitely another thing to be excited for about the anniversary box. Uh, I, I really do like the fact that they make the anniversary box support for older archetypes. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they have told us some of the, the decks that they're going to be supporting. Uh, if we look at what they have as a description, launch, Cyberman, which I imagine would be the Napa leader from Evo Booster. 
Uh, Goku oh. Lineage and then Goku Black. Set to Goku Lineage makes a comeback. So I'm interested to see what these five decks plus will see. But if you look at it, that's two red, one yellow, and then two blue. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, so that leaves green, uh, black, one more yellow maybe. If they decide to give support in that direction. Interesting. What was uh, the other the, Cyberman the, leader? The reprint of the... Oh, there, the, the Nappa? No other, there's no other Cyberman leader. It's just Nappa. Okay, I know there was like a Cyberman... I think people try to make the Cyberman work in another... Maybe Raditz. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Is when they ran uh, Shenron and they played oh, yeah. 40, 41 Cybermen, one Celzino, and like a power burst with, you know, seven Dragon Balls. I that, hate y'all. That sounds <laughs> terrible, but yes. That, that... I've seen it win a game once. I've seen it. It happened. I've hey, seen it. Anything can happen. <laughs> I hate y'all. Fucking terrible. <laughs> you just love the deck of a Cyberman, bro. You just block all day. Child's Wish Cyberman. Cyberman. So my my concern... man got enough out there to make a Celzino. What's your concern, Jonathan? My concern for the anniversary box is they've already listed the five uh, archetypes they're going to support. Uh, they also have a leader that they said is going to revolve around the number four. So most people anticipate SS4. They have an SS4 Goku on the box. The support might be one or two cards, and then that might actually just be all the support. Like, there's not going to be other colors for archetypes, and they still have to put uh, support cards for the SS4 or whatever themed for deck leader that they're putting in the set. So, there's 35 new cards, and there's 20 total reprint cards. So, we're getting two of the 35 new cards, right? Because they give you uh, two copies. Of each card in the pack so you have to get two boxes to get a play set of the new cards and then you could get you know we won't really talk about reprints here so i don't know how many cards are going to be part of the uh, ss4 we'll just call it ss4 for now theme deck and then however many will come out because if you just say two cards a piece that's 10 of the 35 going to old archetypes and that leaves well, i guess that's a lot 25 cards for one deck seems like a lot so, yeah, no, definitely it is. Yeah. So maybe there's like two to three. I just remember last year the Vegito deck got a lot of cards. They had three different cards: the Goku, Vegeta, and the Vegito, which made Vegito the red set two that needs to get rebooted a lot more playable, but still ass. Um, and then there don't was tell, don't tell Evan that Evan does loves that deck. I'm, I'm sure he does, much like <laughs> a, a lot of us that love yeah. Vegito, but that deck's not playable. I'll have to just put the trash can next to him when he brings it out. Hey, the trash tier leader event, somebody tried to run it, and they they did okay, but they didn't win it. So I like that. Uh, they, they, tried, they tried to run it, and this is the, the, key, the key concept out of that whole sentence. Try. So what, Shout so out what you him. need so what you need is a super trash tier tournament to make a stand. I actually I got my reprint version of that in the other day. That card is beautiful. Yeah, I picked oh, yeah. up at PPG Houston. I, my wife let me out the house, so I bought it. <laughs> I also got my reprint of uh, Heartfelt Plea, which is also beautiful. I Did you get Zamasu? No. Uh, I wonder why. That <laughs> uh, reprint so, price is because because it's not red. It's coming uh, in the anniversary box, is why. Obviously. Okay. Okay. I just thought it was a reprint price. That's why. Oh, fair enough. 
Uh, yeah, do we want to talk predictions of what might None get... of those cards are returned. Prediction for what? For old archetypes that might get supported. Because they're saying... Oh, yeah, easy. Set two Vegito. All right, in the podcast. Raditz. Raditz is interesting. Bro, get out the get out the get out of the pot. You're fired. All right. So You're now fired. we're moving back. To, we're moving back to three people. Give it, get some draw power. <laughs> yeah, give that. Yeah, what do you think would be a launch support? Because I feel like launch has exactly what she has already. They're gonna give her. Uh, it's gonna be something that helps. Uh, that helps with uh, alliance. So they, they, the the deck has the card draw and the pushing power, but it's at like it's like. If you could just sustain through that, then the deck dies. Maybe a, like, a card that when you play it, you can automatically put one of the launch cards that you need to flip life in the drop already, or some. I don't play launch. And, so I don't know you need to. And you need to cycle through your life. That's how you. That's how you help launch. Launch needs yeah, to be yeah. able to, to take cards and put cards back fluidly. Not like you need to build the whole deck around this really bad shoehorn Earthling build. Like make launch. Like give a card that helps launch. Uh, with, with like with like flipping life and then like switching life in and out so that way you like you know if you've got like a, a card that you need in your life you can switch it out without you know being that's, that's what the that's what the unison was for damn Ernest she's like didn't listen to my whole fucking thing I'm just saying you don't gotta exactly don't, 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 don't shoehorn these cards in here make it make it seem natural for the deck it is a natural thing for the deck. All right, go, energy, go, 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 pull up, go pull up every launch list right now and show me the ones that top that run that unison. I, I'm we not saying uh, we will, we will people wait. did put it in their side deck. We will wait here for that. Okay. I, so besides the ones that we have listed, what other archetypes do we think will get supported with the anniversary box? I mean, that's uh, just a shot in the dark. I mean, I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna, what I'm all gonna, of this I'm, is, Marco. This whole episode is a shot in the dark. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead on a ledge here and say launch. Fair enough. You said Harutagarn? Uh, Harutagarn. Give me support for Harutagarn. Make my blue leader not trash. Very bold since you're getting green Harutagarn, but okay. A green? I'm getting blue, sir. Blue. Let's yeah. go. Blue? It's blue. Yeah, it's blue. Color, blue. Green is blue, colorblind man. Hey, there were some green Herodagon cards. You have to forgive me. I will I will go out on an actual limb and say the deck that I want support the most of right now, there's two decks. One deck that I actually play and one deck that I actually want to see get support. The deck that I, that I play that I want to get support is Mill Cooler because I love that deck. Oh, hell no. Nah. Shut mm -hmm. up. Oh, you oh, said cooler. My bad. I thought you said Janimba. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as him. Bro, I don't play fucking hat decks, dog. I don't play nah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> really? uh, now that you mention it, Hatch might get more support out of this anniversary. Right, I can put money on that. It got support legitimately last anniversary box. We're, we're canceling. All right. We're well, canceling. That was direct support. This might be indirect support that can be. Ew. Actually, now that I think about it, that's uh, that Vegeta, Zeno, and uh, Goku and Vegeta Zeno leader, that can get some support. But, um... True. Good. Uh, the the deck that I, I want to see the older okay. older archetype that I want to see get support is the uh, Burnhan. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That that, cool. I like that. that. Leader like had that. a lot of potential. It it, it yeah. still does because Burn. No. I think the, one of the only things that I agree with when I hear it is Burn isn't is is a, is a really uninteractable. Um, we're just now getting cards that interact with Burn with the. Uh, so it's the, worse now. 
Yeah, with the card and said, this man said it's worse now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Bro, listen, burn, burn can be as good or bad as I want it to be. You can go ahead and say burn bad, dog. If you got one life and I burn that off you, there ain't nothing you can do about that. Let me tell you what they need to do, bro. They need to unwrite a super shed, Ron. Shut up. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool with that too. No, you're no. not. No, we're not. No, we're no, never going to be no. cool with that. You do not. All right, we're definitely banning Ernest in the podcast. We regret to inform hey, all listeners that, was, that Ernest. That was Ernest during my Oolong days, and I and I kicked the shit out of that deck with with a re- all the time. I regret to inform all of our listeners that Ernest has passed away. Oof. So this is the thing. So there is a two. Goku Black, right? Set two is that what they're doing? Oh no, set two is a Masu. No, no, set set two is a Masu. Set one Goku Black. Set one Goku Black. So they got set one, set two support. Goku Lineage was set four, correct? Yes, was definitely Mm -hmm. set four. Ah man, this is this is all over the place. I have no idea who they're like directly support. Launch was like set twelve. Uh, and Cyberman was Evolution Booster. Yeah, like literally mm-hmm. two sets ago, right? Because it's like I have no idea what leader they'll support then, dude. Uh, like one of my teammates mentioned War Martial Arts, so maybe some Jackie Chun support or something. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt they might throw in some World Tournament cards. Yeah. They like supporting that, and a lot of people do like that arc. They might hit. They might want to hit. Uh, what's it called? Uh, they might. They might give Tian Tian more support because he because he is like the he's the deck that they they, they are the the leader they chose. From mm-hmm. the from the world martial arts to give him the leader, so they might just double down on it. I'm That's gonna, true. I'm gonna throw a spice out here. I'm gonna say they're gonna support indirectly uh, all the wish leaders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're gonna give <laughs> no. <laughs> they're gonna throw, no. throw throw wish or bone here and let them somehow get less faster. Let I, me play my oolong deck the way I wanted listen. to, and I will still play that deck. Sooner or later, they're gonna support some wish leaders. There's yeah. no world, there is no world they reprinted that bloody wish card off of the goddamn champion pack, volume two, and there is nothing happening with wish leaders, bro. Like, they, they're, some wish support is coming soon. I don't know if there's going to be a spirit boost wish block or some mumbo jumbo like that, bro. But if they're just toying with us, I'm going to apply a Bandai, I'm going to sabotage them. <laughs> <laughs> because um, it makes no sense to make that a championship card and they don't come out with like extra support for that. I definitely oh, are you talking about Shenron Arise? I'm talking about that trash card as of right now, yeah. I, I tested with it and it's it's pretty trash. Not gonna it's pretty trash. trash? It's pretty trash. Did you uh-huh. like did you like put it on the table and realize it was your trash can? That's how trash it was? I put it on untap <laughs> and I threw away the whole computer. Wasn't wasn't there this this is me trying to defend this isn't me trying to defend the card, but wasn't there one dude who actually topped recently with uh Chila, with a Chilai Limon deck and that card actually used You uh, talking about Eggman, he's the only man playing there. Is is that who is did he okay never mind. Cut I think the, so. Cut no sh- every quiet, cut I'm the gonna, I'm gonna heighten your you talking about this and then I'm gonna heighten Mark who was saying Eggman. Cut. Cut, cut, the, <laughs> cut the side of the, cut the side of the podcast. We, 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 okay. Cut the uh, Actually, that would dubstep music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Dr. Wilo would be a good good chance. To <gasps> yes. Oh, you know, I lied. I'm changing my answer now. Uh, yes. I, I would absolutely love. Dude, I would love. All right. So these are the leaders I was like a fanboy for before. Dr. Wilo. Beer, uh, red, yellow, Beerus, and Mill Cooler. Like, if any of those three leaders gets, like, even minuscule support and it's good, like, that'd be... Just to even make the deck fun. Like, it doesn't even need to be competitive because it's not going to be competitive, but, like, even if they do any type of 
extra support like that, that'd be really cool because an example for Mill Cooler is that new championship pack uh what's that thing called? The cooler? That new one that rivals oh, out. Oh, the winner, the winner, the winner. What's that card for the Mill Cooler deck? Oh, cooler? <laughs> that, that whole cooler? That card is really cool. Like, it doesn't have to flex, so it's kind of like boo-boo in that sense. But if that thing kicks off, that's a really good card. So something like that. Well, Marco, it's not Frieza, by the way. It, it's a little bit better. It's cooler. It's oh, even. Card. So, Le, I'll give you props. Le Kule. Le Kule. Uh, you talking about the new one that's coming out? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the new one, one that I'm going to get at Gen Con. The best card that's out there on that side. I thought it was a King Cold. I didn't think it was a Cold. There is a King Cold and there's a Cooler. This guy's disrespectful. Oh. Okay. Um, no, I mean, because I knew the, the Cooler came out with the Winter promo, but I thought the new, pro the new, new promo... That, that plays something else from the top of your deck, that's a King Cold, isn't it? That is that is a King Cold. The one that I'm talking okay. about, it gets a ride for three energies. When it's played and when you swing, I think it next something by 20 to 25k. He then do some mill mumbo-jumbo because I guess it goes with a mill leader. I don't even know. But then it pops back to your hand at the end of the turn, and I think you untap a dual color that's red and blue. Uh, I don't think I've read that card. That sounds good. Uh, I'm going to find it for you right now. That thing is nutty, buddy. While you find that, what do you guys think about U6 support? That would be pretty cool. I think I think U6... I, go ahead. They'll eventually redo that again because they that's a uh, that's a area that they've tried to visit a couple times. And I'm sure that they would want to do it again and again. Uh, I'm trying to look at all these old leaders like that are not good. And what I, I want them to give do. me another demon clan to play. Off of tough luck, bro. You got like so much in draft box already. <laughs> but they they can't play from the life. Now we only have two cards you can well technically still three, but really it's, only it's two cards strong. you can play off of your life. Hey, you know what they might, because it's it's still considered meta, and I think they said they're gonna give well those are reprints that they talked about. If they're gonna revive old archetypes, uh old archetype I wanna see print back revive. Yeah, that the Doctor Wheelow support. I was gonna say Ginyu. Ginyu would be interesting. No, I want to see the, the Goku because I really want the 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 that that, that Gohan Krillin to be good. Oh, yeah, you could. Uh, I'd really like to see some Demigra specific support. Uh, that's not generic Demon Realm race because he's just Demon God. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had seen that card. Oh, the one that's misspelled. The 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 cooler suffocating uh, Tyranny. Ty Tyranny. We saw it is. It's, it's tyranny. It's, it's tyranny. Hey, uh, Ernest, 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 go ahead and spell tyranny for me, my guy. I'm gonna let you, I'll give you a hint. There ain't no two R's in that bitch. Okay. What does everybody That's... think about Namekian support? Um, I give up on Namekians. They they destroyed Namekians so bad, bro. It's like it's like they started a forest fire, right? And instead of pouring the forest fire out, they supported the forest fire. Yo, Ernest, what if they what if they were like you were gonna put drum to one, but they give us a better drum? Oof. That would be amazing. Like I'd be okay with that. <laughs> they gave us like a they gave us a twenty k blocker with 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 uh, with barrier. <laughs> I feel like I feel like when that happens, you have to create a life to play them. Yeah, I'll guess what? I'll just just just, just don't just don't give us the neg ten part, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> instead, of, it'll just block two attacks instead of three, like Drum did. 
That whole that whole Namekian that whole deck is Namekian. I never played it. It's Namekian and Demon Clan. Oh, okay, that's why I thought. Demon Clan cards. I See, think. when you say Namekian, what goes through my head is back in the day when they tried to do that old yellow green mumble jumbo. That's just all the that's just, parts. Like all the boo boo. Like I'm talking about. Like they destroyed it so bad that the Namekian uh, wish leader Dende didn't even <laughs> like didn't even have the whole. You didn't even use the remove seven Dragon Ball effect because you didn't run that engine. It was just a whole. Frieza engine that you're running is Trader Dende. Trader Dende, bro. It's like the only Namekian you're grabbing back was your like your super combo, or if people in the early days decide to run that little one drop Dende that helped them find their Dragon Balls. It's like I just feel like they did. Uh, what was it? I think they tried to bond with Namekian. I just think they bombarded that whole engine with that. Yeah. Those are my predictions for the uh, for the supports. Uh, I could see a couple other ones, but those just kind of like highlight in my head of what what could be like everybody wants this android 17 18 uh, leader to be re uh, rebooted so just giving any kind of android support would be cool i guess but there has been very much a lackluster showing for androids there's so. been a lackluster for reboots like uh we need like i, I understand we're getting the reboot uh, for the uh the Ryan, ss3 and then Soul Striker, and then Neko would like a word with you about. <laughs> yeah, listen, everybody. Hey, what? You, hey, what heading you drinking? What brand? Bro, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking your mom, dog. You mean you just chill out right now? Oh, man, I bet, bro. Time for you to go night night after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, oh, yeah. we, need, we need like, um, like they just give us like, I we we need. Re- more reboots for uh co- like for leaders that like people have been begging for like these anniversary uh these anniversary packs like these, set like, to Vegito. Like, like literally yeah exactly see Ernest is on the fucking right path <laughs> so like set to Vegito. like the the goku black and the zamasu are very good a lot of people have been asking for goku black to be rebooted because that's the only goku black uh standalone leader People want Pan rebooted. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Pan, Pan is also Pan, a good reboot. Definitely. Uh, I'm all, I'm probably the only person that wants the green set one double strike Goku to be rebooted. Oh my god! Can you stop fucking? <laughs> Bro, you have a draft box quad strike Goku. Live with it. Yeah. Oh my god! I forget about. <laughs> that, that's the leader that I met Jonathan using. It's true. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the first time I ever met Jonathan, that's what he was using. And it didn't do very well. <laughs> but that's most of my decks. <laughs> I don't know how I ever topped a, a regional boys or in, uh, invitational, but hey, we got there, bro. That's because you got you you, hey. decided, you decided to turn and you you put you put all your skill points in the jank, but you had some leftover skill points and you put that shit. In so the technically, skill. my jank became meta for a set, and I was just I happened to be right place, right time. So. I'm going to tell you the real reason why you topped that event, bro, because you had the spice by eating them tokens up by Android 21. I sure did. Mm-hmm. I sure did. And I remember <laughs> Ernest stayed with me at the, uh, the where we stay at? Some place in, like, uh, Dallas. Nowhere. Yeah, no, not, not, not Bumfuck Nowhere. It's the middle of Arlington. At this, it was a really nice uh, B, uh, Airbnb, by the way. I would go back if we ever had a regional there. But uh, somebody posted online the night before the event that uh, the one-drop red baby could absorb tokens and just continue to eat. And I was like, all right, cool. I asked Raul the the morning of. I'm like, can this happen? He's like, yep. I'm like, bet. And I proceeded to not see an Android 21 until round six and seven. And I was like, wow, (laughs) this sucks. But then (laughs) it came in clutch because I ended up uh, finishing the two wins I needed to top. So 
that was my uh, my jank story to the top. And you know what, dude? That's a story to live by. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened. It happened. It's, it's good. I got two owed by uh, by the champ. Dude, speaking of speaking of uh, speaking of tournaments Rios. and stuff like that, uh, yeah, he two owed me too. Speaking of the, the the tournaments and stuff like that, we just got done with the the PPG Houston. Hell yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I want to say big shout outs to me for doing so good. <laughs> got How eighth, good did you do? <laughs> eighth place, baby. Oof. I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here because I think it'll be good for the lols. I lost my game against TZ straight up because uh, I decided it'd be a great idea to throw ca- throw my calculated win. I could have easily won because all I had to do was just play the. <laughs> She's really hard right there. Bless you must be allergic to your own bullshit, bro. What's going on? I, I could have played my unison, played the 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 the, the uh, ruler no more, done all my swings and just like over and literally just done like twelve swings. But I decided not to. I decided, even though I got to solve his list, I knew he was running it. My big brain decided it'd be a great idea to literally look at him and then look at Raul and say. I know for a fact you are bluffing and you don't have brainwash no more in hand. And I shotgunned the shit out of my hand. <laughs> I, <laughs> that was the biggest resounding loss of my life. I'm going to go I, out on a limb and assume you had brainwash no more. Oh, easy clap, dude. I'm like, that. I was just like, man, dude, I hate myself. That's funny. It was funny as shit, too. I didn't lose. I, I lost my, my game in top 16 against Milton because of the, like, I wasn't going to win game two. A lot of people in the chat were saying, why didn't I combo out of the leader swing? If you do the math, I didn't have enough to combo out unless I... L- Luckily, got a 10k off the top of my my deck, which I didn't because I tried to use it on the oh, next yeah, attack. I, I, I saw that. But that I was yeah. wondering that too, but I was just like, I tried counting. I tried counting. Milton was about to under combo, and I was like, Milton, if you under combo, you should have a lose. Yeah, game. yeah. Well, if he would have for game one, by the way, that was a fucking oh, phenomenal game one. I appreciate that. I should have won game three. Also, I I knew what I should have done, and I had it planned out in my head, and then I just did something completely different. I should have just started swinging with the Piccolo Jr. unison on the field still. And then when he finally used the battle card negate, to, I could have used the Champa, I mean, the Yamcha that was in my hand to get rid of the Frieza. And I just didn't do it. I, instead, I was stupid and played the, the, uh, the other unison and then started swinging. And then he hashed me and I, I oh, lost. The Vegito. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing about the Vegito is that you have to wait until he hatches you to Vegito. Because if you just Vegito. And then you minus two. He's just gonna hatch you and then pass. And then you have to pass at that point. Yeah, I know. I again, like I said, I I knew what I should have done, and I didn't do it. I just I did something stupid afterwards. I don't know if I would have won that game, but I would have at least uh, win a few it, more turns. It would have put you in a better spot. Yeah, it would have put you in a so better. I'm spot. I'm not saying I I would have won that match because like Milton's still a great player, and I I still could have lost that game but i but yeah i would have been in a much better spot i wouldn't have had to deal with another frieza uh and if i did it i i probably would have still been able to get rid of it a little bit easier but fuck, right. fuck all that losing shout outs to Ernest for top 16 uh i got top eight uh a lot of uh majority of uh top 
16 was Houston players. 11 of the top yeah. 16 were Houston yeah. players. Uh, I counted it's, 10 because I didn't know Adam's last name had changed to Miller. So uh, shout out to Adam Miller, apparently. <laughs> but um, also, we had a Houstonian take the whole thing. He went undefeated the whole the whole weekend. So shout out to Brandon. Yeah, from, yeah good job, Brandon. Hashtag Team Ray's humblest team in existence. Um, I will say overall, the weekend, the way they handled the whole situation, splitting it to day one, day two, pre and post ban list, they handled it as well as they could have. And the event was a major success, uh, especially for Lotus Gaming, having just their first a major event. Uh, the only thing that would be close to that would be the Team Wars we held, what, a month, month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was half. It was 40 people who showed up to that, so... Shout out to them for doing the grand opening of the store plus hosting PPG uh, two days. I think it went as smooth as it could have been expected to. I know there were some hiccups here and there, but uh, overall, I thought from an outside perspective, it went pretty well. Now, Ryan and Ernest, you can counter me because you guys were actually there for the for the tournament. How was your experience uh, with the whole tournament running? I want to give a big shout out to PPG for not sending um, any kind of uh, prizing support. I want to give a big shout-out to PPG for not sending any kind of judge support. Big shout-out for PPG for dropping the ball. You guys, I don't know why I expected <laughs> you guys to do shit, but you know, big shout-out to see you guys. Keep dropping the ball. Maybe Dark Brawl will be good at some point. Keep fucking praying. All right. I don't know if that's going to make the list or not, but we'll see. My, <laughs> my experience was fine. My like my, The whole day was good for me. I, I mean, I saw all the mistakes and like stuff that happened with other people, but for, for my personal tournament experience, it was fine. Everything was good for, uh, in, on my end, but I did I, I understood a lot of people's issues throughout the day that, that people did have that I got to see. Um, I understood why they were having issues and what what their issues were. I'm not going to mention them, but but that's like I understood why they were they were having the issues that they did. I do want to I do want to bring up two legitimate issues that I had. Oh my god, where are you at? But uh, I want to bring up two legitimate issues I had. Um, my first issue was the changing in uh, end of game procedures in the middle of the tournament. I do not like how they did that at all. It should have you should never change how you uh, uh, do a game in the middle of the tournament uh, because that screws over uh, the people who did do uh, the the previous rounds because they changed how uh, end of game works because instead of saying uh, because the way PBG handles it. Um, is uh, the way they were handling it uh, at the beginning of the day was um, after the game, if uh, it's both one-one uh, or something like that, uh, then it ends in a draw instead of you know going to uh, life deck hand or whatever. What is it, Ernest? It's life deck. It's, yeah, it's life deck then hand and then some other stuff. Yeah, and then um, so they changed it instead of it being a, a a draw, it goes from life deck hand, which is something I didn't agree with because you shouldn't change end of game procedures in the middle of the tournament because it does screw over the people in previous rounds. Uh, so what I was draw. what I was trying to let people know during that part though is that it wasn't necessarily a rule change; it was just that people didn't know that that's what they were doing because whenever a judge was at somebody's table during the first two rounds. They were doing that to to not have a draw, but other people didn't know that, so they had to explain it after round two or three, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, round that they did it in. I'm, I'm not going to say who because I'm not going to throw people under the bus and name names under the bus, but we can figure it out 
because uh, there's only two judges. Uh, one of the judges yeah. was saying that that they were going into draws instead of going into the 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 turn uh, instead of after turns it was live deck hands stuff like that. Yeah. So that that that's the biggest thing is that there's not the that the, there's not that um there's not that understanding and because of the fact that you've got one experienced judge and one non experienced judge and nobody from PPG is there to help with an experienced judge. Who's going to tell the other two judges who are experienced what to do? Because that judge is supposed to be the head judge, while the other two judges that we supply are the four judges, because that helps out everybody. And then yeah. the, sec the second biggest issue that I did not like was the prize support. That is an actual thing I do. I am going to complain about because I spent thirty dollars, and that was the most expensive Supreme Rivalry pack I've ever gotten in my entire life. I don't know if I'd spend thirty dollars on a booster pack again like that, but you know, that's just me. You know, I, I luckily I got like the the Gohan SR that was pretty good for thirty dollars. But yeah. like I said, I it, it's not it it is not Lotus's fault. It is PPG's fault for not sending out any kind of price support. That the, the, whenever that whenever they uh, asked Lotus to host, they should have also supplied them with the price support. It's not on mm -hmm. the it's not on the uh, the uh, the organizers. It's on the uh, on PPG themselves. So actual uh, host. Yeah, oh. that's something. That's yeah. something that they needed to do because that that was that was that that's that that's some pretty shit shit, dude. Like people taking time out of their uh, their their life to like you know fly or drive over here and stuff like that. And you know I spent thirty dollars and all I get is a fucking supreme rivalry booster pack. I definitely spent felt like my thirty dollars are fucking well spent. I can only imagine what Lotus had to go through to even get those packs to begin with because there's really no product around the area right now and I know Lotus has had issues with even getting anything from from, from their distributor from the get-go because they're a newer store. So props to them for even getting prize support to begin with. Um, no, they, like I said, Lotus was definitely definitely working with the, the shit under the stick they got. but they Yeah, like I said, they, they, they Lotus did the best they could. They definitely did the best they could with the the little amount of support they got. That's yeah. Fair. But uh, I would say overall, it was a success for Houston PPG. I think in general, people realize, hopefully across the country, that Houston is a viable spot. We're a very competitive community. We, we've known this, right? Houston players yeah. have known that we were very competitive because we've dominated the, every I, Dallas regional we ever went to. But I just I want to I do want to point out though like it, it's it's from if if I was looking at the outside perspective as me as a person that um that uh that likes to yell or that likes to complain and witch hunt and all that shit I do from what like, the outside looking in that uh, saying that we're competitive from people who do not understand who we are that's like the that's like me looking at somebody who goes oh dude you say this leader sucks oh you obviously haven't come to my locals where like you know I play my set one fucking oob deck and I go fucking <laughs> nine and oh in my locals bro like yeah dude congratulations dog I'm really fucking happy for you like do you pay those people all I'm saying is that we had top level players like uh legends obviously was there uh the moyanos were there uh there was a couple other people I might be missing but there's some some ranked uh, you can't, you can't forget players. about you can't forget about the troll god himself true john john was there uh half, half of pve was there if you know then you know they're they're probably a top five mm -hmm. arguably top five team in the in the whole game so uh definitely there's highlighted players that were there and we still had houston players on top we had houston player win so you know obviously it was a different story if there's you know like 
pre-COVID showing where there's 200 plus people, there's just more RNG involved. But y'all still played seven rounds, so yeah, you know. Oh, that was also something I did want to bring up too. Is that um, I don't know who uh, why we didn't stop it at undefeated, but that was also something I had an issue with. And um, the, 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 this is this is all I'm going to say because um, people were making an argument about it, and uh, I'm going to point this out as evidence. Uh, at the beginning of the tournament, they were compl- we were complaining about using challenge as the uh, tournament uh, as the way to uh, tr- track the tournament because they wanted to use the uh, the band official Bandai system, right? Well, the official Bandai system states that, uh, or the official Bandai system stops uh, the tournament whenever there is a clear undefeated. So uh, when uh, when people were making this argument with me about. Um, how uh well this is how ppg handles it or whatever that you know we're whatever the whatever the rounds we declared is how many rounds we're going to go into we don't stop whenever there's a clear undefeated i'm like well if you guys wanted to use the original bandai system you would have to stop at a clear undefeated because the bandai system will stop you true so uh, but that's, all, that's, that's, that's all i wanted that. to say because it doesn't make any sense for uh for when people were arguing with me but like i said i wasn't going to argue in the middle of the tournament because uh, I just want to hurry up and go home. After. Yeah, it was like I, late. I, I, me personally, I was okay with the seven rounds because I heard them say at the beginning of the day, "Hey, we're gonna have seven rounds," and I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna play every single round unless I, I lose three times." But because of the seven rounds, that's why I top sixteen. If I if we only had six rounds, I wouldn't have top sixteen most likely. So, like me personally, I'm okay with the seven rounds. Uh, For sure, I understand why you're not though. <laughs> No, yeah, and like I said, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, like I said, my, I'm not here to shit on anybody who got, who made it into top sixteen because we had seven rounds. But I think mm-hmm. it's just. A, I think it's just a principle. Like you can't say one thing and then want something else because, uh, if, if you're gonna sit here and tell me that we're supposed to go to seven rounds, then you can't complain about not using the Bandai system because the Bandai system will stop you and clear undefeated. Yeah. The thing about me with situations like that, I just like like I'm a big person on consistency. So it's like if you're going to the official event that's hosted by Bandai, like for example, like let's say you go to Worlds or something like that, you're really like in the mentality that you know you're gonna get all your rounds and you're like, oh, I got one more chance to do it. But in reality, is like that's how it's gonna be if you ever go to these official Bandai type tournaments. So that that's my only yeah. gripe about it. I just feel I, like you know, I know a, I know a lot of people don't like that it ends whenever there's one undefeated because a lot of people. Like we saw this at the PBG Invitational when we went to Miami. There's a lot of people that will will strictly try to get a draw just so that it can end a turn sooner or around sooner, and and it screws over a lot of people. Like there, uh, there was one tournament that only had like I think four rounds for for like however many people it was, and it screwed up everybody's records because yeah, there was, was only four rounds. Yeah, that was recent. Yeah, it was like a six-round like, uh, event, and it ended up being like three yeah. or four rounds, and there was a lot of like Bec- ties for top cut because everybody had the same record. Yep, and it's because people intentionally try to get a draw. They'll play out the first round or first game really long, and then they'll they'll lose the second round also really long, and then just slowly play throughout the the turns to finish the game as a draw. And yeah. like that that sucks for people. Like I I like I liked that we went to seven rounds not specifically because I I topped because of it, but because of that kind of stuff. It, it gave nobody a chance to do something like that. No, yeah. I mean, there there are scummy players, but that's <laughs> unfortunately that's like with everything. Uh, that 
that's unfortunate with every game is they're always gonna have scummy players that try to that try to scum out. My first uh, PPG event uh, for when I played Yu-Gi-Oh, um, my second game, uh, my opponent tried to time me out because he was he was slow playing the whole time, and was mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, he lost actually because he was slow playing because he messed himself up by uh, playing uh, Upstart Goblin and giving me uh, a thousand life points. So when it came when it came to my turn, when it came to my turn, and, I, and we were both one one, uh, when the time ended, and he goes, "Oh, it's a draw," and I go, "No, I got game." And he goes, "What do you mean?" I was like, "You have to you activate Upstart Goblin." Um, I'm at nine thousand. You're at eight thousand. I uh, <laughs> I win my life points. And he goes, "Oh." Yeah, I definitely agree with Ernest. It's just one of those That's situations, great. though. Like, regardless how many rounds you have, people are gonna be doing some cheesy stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's that thing that's just um that's gonna be a problem that needs to be handled within like the system, I guess you can say, rather than how many rounds they would be. Yeah, scummy, oh. scummy players will always try to find a way to scum. So, uh, something else I, I found out of uh so there's something else I was told at that tournament, uh, was that the the out the overtime rules where we do like life uh deck count and then hand and all that stuff. Apparently is only done in Top Cut, but Top Cut doesn't have a time li limit, so that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, I, uh, the the uh, the time rules like that should be throughout the entire event, and then the only way you can get a draw is if you're starting game three in in time where you don't have time to play throughout a turn. Mm -hmm. Like, if 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 overtime is ending and you're starting game three, then it's a draw. Like. I, and and that was what uh, Raul ended up telling us uh, whenever they were trying to tell us the time rules is that if if you can't really start the game three, then it's just a draw. And I think that should be the only way you get a draw is if you can't start your game three. No, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. <clears throat> I, I feel like definitely there's a lot of things that could have changed with this first event. And I think Lotus took note and I, I don't think they'll be doing the same uh, mistakes again. I don't like the way they handled Top Cut being uh, no time limit. I think there should have been a time limit. Uh, that definitely pushed back uh, day two. I know people who were there at like nine, nine o'clock to start, and they didn't start till closer to like 11 30, 12 o'clock. So that ended up pushing the whole thing till about midnight because they had to do the top eight um, the same day. Yeah. So, so that All was right, so... kind of a bummer. My bad. I well, like. Well, Top Cut is not supposed to have a time limit. Like, I don't think any event has had a time limit for Top Cut that I can think of. It's it's that way. So that way there's so that way there 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 can be no timeouts or yeah. there, or someone stalls and stuff like that. It's just to make sure that um everybody so you get a uh, definitive winner after Top Cut. Yeah, which is nice. I do like that actually. Yeah. Well, you can still have time limit and have a definitive winner. But you you have a potential draw there. No, you just because go by, of the time. You go by hand, or well, life that, hand that's what deck. I'm saying. Like, but what? If, but again, what if time uh, time is called whenever whenever you both have one game and you can't start the game three? Sudden death. But that's still not a time limit then. I mean, it's, it, to an extent, it is. It's just like overtime. It's. Well, well, hold on. Sudden death would be what? Like first damage. Well, I mean, you yeah, that's what that that turns. Is, yeah. I don't know. Like, okay, so there, there, so, would be, there should be a way to, to resolve it. Otherwise, you're going to go, I don't know, an extra 30. I'm just saying, if it's like a blue mirror, I would hate to be the judge of that because it's like, all right, I'm in this bitch for two hours. Like, no thanks. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with that. It's, 
but like I said, I understand the, the other thing. If like say say we're doing sudden death and I'm playing King Vegeta and my opponent's not, no matter what, they take the first damage. Like they they start their turn taking a damage. True. So like yeah. if we went to sudden death, so King Vegeta would just always win that that game. Yeah, and hopefully don't go to game three. Have, yeah, hopefully you don't go to game three. But you also like King uh, King Piccolo is <laughs> at a disadvantage because it starts at six life. So that's true, but if we're saying first damage, that's not a damage yet. I know, but it's like off. if you're going into a tiebreaker, guess what? Your opponent has to have six life if you're the King Piccolo player. So they automatically start better off than, than you do. So if they go yeah. uh, life count, hand, deck, then you're already fucked. I think it's just one of those situations that if you're promoting a time card, because first of all, like in Top Cut, time is heavily extended. So you need to, I just think players need to have a habit of being able to complete a game or a match per se within the given time. Because I think normal time is what, an hour in Swiss? And I think in Top Cut, if they do do a time limit, the only thing I know that's very familiar is that Finals does not have a time. Finals is like, you like you know, you, you have all the time in the world, you got here this far, not actually play it out. But in Top 8, normally they reward you like an hour and a half instead of the full hour. I just think uh, people need to build a habit of finishing, game, of finishing games in a timely manner. Like, if you're telling me that if you can, if you finish overall of your Swiss games in an hour, but you're telling me you're struggling in an hour and a half in Top Cut, then there's something wrong with that. Unless you run like, out of okay, yeah, I, I can understand that. Because that's to my understanding. Like, you know, the way I understood it, if there's, if there is no, if there is a time limit in Top Cut, you're normally rewarded, or at least in a normal high caliber uh, level type tournament, you're rewarded more time than you were in Swiss. Yeah. So I, I think I'm, the time limit is completely fine. Because if you're telling me you're doing Top Eight and you're in two hours, like there's something wrong there. Because in I mean, Swiss. Uh, Go yeah, ahead. We'll finish. I, was okay. just gonna, I was just going to say, in Swiss, motherfucker, like, you finish eight, seven games within the hour. Like, you don't have that many draws. You get one draw, and you're, the rest is either win or losses. So, like, you know, in my opinion, there's something going on with the players that, like, they're just trying to drag it out. And if that's the case, whoever's judging the table needs to start giving out warnings or game losses to whoever's playing slow. Because mm -hmm. that's really, really, that's what the judges are there for, to make sure the players are playing in a timely manner. And, of course, to make sure all the rulings are being applied and no one's missed, like, missing a cue or anything okay yeah yeah okay yeah. i agree with all that too but I was, I was gonna mention my game with milton that game i think took almost an hour and 45 minutes all three games and that first game was pretty quick like i think i won on turn like three or, or not three but i think four or five yeah and, and the, like our, that that game one was pretty fast but it still took us almost 30 minutes and then the second game was a little like finished a little past an hour because i listened to the to the first two games and i didn't finish the second game on my way home from that tournament like i was listening to it on my phone and uh game two hadn't finished by the time i got home and it took me right under an hour to get home mm -hmm. so mark so, to, so, to, to counteract your argument there's a lot of people who will take game one in an hour-long swiss event and then they'll just stall out game two and they'll win one oh. So when they do get to top cut, they're still not being able to fit their games in an hour and a half. Yeah, that's actually another that's good point it. to make. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it's it, the the time I've always had an issue with time and that that's the thing, is just like I've never I've always like I've Me always too. played these big bursty decks that like, you know, it's just like I'm either gonna win on the spot or I just I know I'm gonna lose. It's just like time is time is just a 
um, it's just this thing that I always hate when people when people are just like, you know, oh, uh, I like to play these stall decks or like any of this stuff like that. It's just like, listen, if your main win condition is time, that's not that's not a healthy uh, any kind of like deck or format. Like look at like even decks like Baby. Like Baby's not part to pick up the pace where it's not going into it's not winning by time with like a one zero or like a one one or an o one and stuff like that. The deck's picking mm-hmm. up the pace now and stuff like that. Like decks decks need to pick, like whenever uh, uh, um. Uh, people who like whenever like uh, companies that make cards like Bandai or like uh, Konami, uh, even uh, or even like uh, um, uh, Pokemon and stuff like that, like they need to make like they need to stop making decks where you're like uh, at the at first your win condition is just this big pillow forty strategy, to where you just like you know drown your opponent out like you know you just you just gash your opponent out and then slowly kill them. Like it's it's just not a fun um <laughs> it's not a fun like uh it's not a fun experience for the person on the other side of the table and shit it may not even be a fun experience for the person at the table who's playing the deck but the only reason why they're playing in the deck is because the deck the because they like the deck or they like the characters they like the the cards and stuff like that like or they're that, just trying to win yeah or they're just trying to win you know it's it's realistically that like and at the end like that's just a problem with like you know these like slow, awful decks. And- me, me playing against blue recently, like just in general, like without stall, how stally blue is. Like I understand why people were annoyed playing against me whenever I use Bulma. Like, yeah, it, 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 it really, it really is annoying. Let me tell you, playing against <laughs> my biggest problem, it, like exactly to expand on. Fuck, man, Ryan. Ryan's point is hatch i hated that leader dude and that thing was the king of going into time like i kid you not i don't know how many like in best a best of like three tournament i've done like a couple of them when i ran into hatch i'm telling you dude my first game ended when time was like five minutes away from being called and at that point it's like i know we're not going to finish the game for game two so there's no point of playing it but I completely agree with Ryan, man. It's like when they make decks that are like that, it, especially to the extreme of Hatch, it, it's just it, it's just unhealthy. Like it, that type of form of gameplay, it's just not it's not healthy. For, it's one of those unhealthy versions of the game. Yeah, like cause a lot of people will always focus on on uh, whenever they talk about emergency ban lists or ban lists. Whenever it comes to you know tier zero decks and stuff like that. You know, like instant win and and shit. And it's just like, well, you always have to look on the other side of the table too, the other flip of the coin. It's just that like you have to look at decks that legitimately create an unhealthy, like just a toxic cesspool of like, you know, this isn't fun to play with anymore and stuff like that. Like, I think the biggest card that always comes to mind is it's always uh, it always comes back to you, Yo. It's uh, uh, Mystic Mind. I think Mystic Mind was one of the most uh, god-awful cards, I think, throughout any TCG that's printed. Now, for people who don't know what Mystic Mind does, uh, Mystic Mind says, um, if, uh, you, if, you, if you control less uh, monsters than your opponent does, um, you negate all effects, uh, or all effects of all cards your opponents control, or all effects of all monster cards your opponents control, your opponent can't special summon, and your opponent can't activate effects. Your opponent cannot uh, swing at you, um, and that's what. Or, and then uh, at the end of turn, if you have the same amount of monsters that your opponent does, uh, that number can be zero, 
and uh, it'll still activate. Um, at the end of the turn, if you and your opponent control the same amount of monsters, uh, destroy this card. So if your opponent summons one card on the board, right, and then you go ahead and, like, in response, uh, Metaverse, and Mister, which, which fetches out a field spell, you can um, activate that card, put Mystic Mine on the board, and now all of a sudden... You have more cards, or now all of a sudden your opponent uh, is locked out of the game completely, Pretty and nice. it's just like it is just this unfair, unfun card that just generates just so much toxicity with just one effect. The card does so much to lock your opponent out of the game, and it, the, what's worse is that in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's a viable strategy to play Mystic Mind Burn or Mystic Mind Exodia, where you I burn your yeah, where you burn your opponent out of the game. Wow, can we ban this guy? <laughs> All right, Ernest, you're off the podcast. I, I like Mystic Mind. Well, I thought you did. You're a mobile like player. <laughs> but like I said, Mystic Mind is just Mystic Mind's like the the an, antithesis of unfair, unfun, pillow forty toxic gameplay. And baby, there was, was a guy that played DD Guide and gave it to his opponent, and played Mystic Mind and did and then won because of Final Countdown and Top Cut. And uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh. You're talking about baby leader. I hate, I hate y'all. But, uh, but baby, baby came very close to that. Like especially like when because Bandai was talking about going to a slower format. I'm like, there's no problem with a slower format. But you always have to remember that aggro, pure, pure boar aggro, keeps pillow fort in check. Like King, like decks like King Vegeta keep those kind of decks in place. Like you know, you don't want to always get rid of them permanently. Like that's like 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 if you like getting rid of Vegex and then getting if you got rid of Vegex and King Vegeta, you'd have a problem because then all of a sudden these pillow forge strategies would like creep in and slowly consume because it's just like why would you why would you want to gamble on a win when you can just guarantee the win by going by winning one match and then timing your opponent out like. That that's the that's always the main concern that I think that um, that I that I always that, that I always hope that people who play test with decks or card creation and stuff like that, you know, they always look at like you know just don't don't create this unhealthy format where like you know it's just impossible to play anything else but uh, this like you know pillow fort monstrosity. You know, I got a question. A lot of people have been saying that they feel like the baby leader needs some type of nerf or ban. Now, I may be one of the very few minorities, but I don't feel like that leader needs to be hit. Yo, if that leader were to be hit, I feel like they should limit that extra card that came out of the TP. That's like a better version of Reven- D-Magic. Revenge Big Bang Attack. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they probably should just limit that card to one. But other than that, I don't feel like that leader is creating a tier zero I, format. I or to even- the I, 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 I'm on the same page with you, and I don't even think that limiting it to one is necessary. I think if you want to hit baby in a constructive way, I think all you do is you tag the key, the keyword limit one on the card. Instead of limiting it to one, give it the key tag limit one. On the counters, or yeah. oh, are you talking yeah, about like... Yeah. On, on, Re- on revenge, big bang attack, just give it the keyword limit one. Yeah, yeah I like limiting I it. Yeah, because of the, the fact re- that... You can't. So you just can't back to back to back play the card over and over again. Yeah, I, I mean that'd be good. It's kind of it kind of does invoker treatment. The only reason I say I like to limit it is because I feel like D Magic is one of the strongest like sparking the gates in the game, and the fact that you have a better version of it that's locked to one leader, you essentially just give it that extra fifth D Magic, like that steroid D Magic. So that's why I feel like limiting it, it will be one. But 
Uh, I mean, like, putting the keyword limit on it is fine, too. But in the sense, it's like, I was talking to the boys earlier before you joined the Discord, and I was just saying, it's kind of like, I watched Brandon, the person who got first place at the PPG Houston tournament. I watched his deck profile, Crossroad TCG. Great channel, by the way. Go follow it. And he basically just explained that he felt that baby was a good meta call because of what he was expecting to have a lot of representation at the PPG Houston. And he also mentioned that if baby starts gaining a lot of popularity, then hand destruction is probably going to be more of a popular pick to kind of counteract the you know the rise of you know baby because hand destruction can actually perform very well against baby. Yeah, so like, like you know. Like, mm -hmm. Like, like, that's, like, cell surge that are starting to slowly show up and stuff like that. And that's also a good way to, like, you know, you know, introduce, like, you know, because, uh, not Konami, uh, Bandai wants to go into this, you know, mid-rangey kind of, like, you know, they, they've stated they want to go into, like, a slower, more mid-range focused, <coughs> like, format or deck or, you know, like, card game and stuff like that. Like, you know, you, you it's not going to happen where, like, LA, you know, where it's, like, this perfect world, but, um, like, you know, hand destruction is just always a good way to keep a lot of, uh, keep a lot of the pillow for decks in check because you know you really can't stall the game out if you don't have a hand to stall the game out with yeah mm -hmm. i just want y'all explaining about that i mean what about you jonathan and Ernest? did you feel like baby need to be hit or even banned the one thing i did agree with brandon that he said in the crossroads ucg video is that it's kind of the same treatment as the mecha freezer leader which i think the leader needs to be banned at some at some point because of how it's limiting the design of the game for yellow extra cards is that as bandai print it's kind of like the same thing that we talked about about Dark Broly. It's just like if Bandai prints out more counter uh, cards that can be abused by Baby, it may get to a point where Baby starts becoming OP because of maybe just that one specific extra card or battle card, you know, counter play or counter negate that comes out. Just takes the deck to like a, the, the level that it didn't need to go to. So, he did say that if you were to hit the baby leader, you just need to ban the leader. Now, I don't like the deck. I don't care if they ban the leader, because I don't, you know, that deck can go to hell, whatever. <laughs> but, like, in a, in a realistic, like, you know, point of view of, like, you know, a player, whatever, I just feel like until it gets to that point, then you can do something about the leader. You then, like, you know, go from there. But I said, right now, where we are in the game, I just feel like the leader didn't need to be hit. But what about you, Ernest Jonathan? Do you no, feel no. like the leader need to be hit? No, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think the, the deck is all that bad. Like, it's annoying, yeah, sure, but it's it's not that bad. I uh, like like y'all saw my my game with Milton on on that stream. Like, I I didn't mind playing against it. Again, it's annoying, but it it was to me. It's not that big of a deal. Like, it's yeah. uh, it's just it's just one of those those decks that that you just have to see. Yeah. No, yeah, and the uh, the thing I like about Baby, or the thing mm. I, the thing I like about playing against Baby is that like you know, it, it's it's definitely it's also a it's got the it's got a lot of answers to it. Like you know, side deck wise, you've got Jiren, you've got uh, the cycle of silver bullets they did in Trapbox uh, six. You've got uh, you've got all the other silver bullets that exist. That's like you know, if your opponent restands an energy warp an energy that they control. You know, there's a lot of um, there are a lot of answers in the side deck. And that, that answers that you can also main too. Like if you're playing Bulma, you can main the Mize because mm -hmm. guess what? If you're not playing against Blue, it's still a tap one barrier blocker that draws you a card that replaces itself. For sure. Yeah. Um, or barrier playing, blockers are, are some of the hardest cards to get rid of. Look at yeah. Drum. Yeah, look at <laughs> Drum. Or if you're playing uh, stuff like Launch or Majin Vegeta, you can main deck those cards because they're good cards. Uh, mm -hmm. The uh, the Vegeta Silver Bullet. I think you could make an errata, uh, maybe not even on the leader per se, but on the field card. 
Uh, I think everybody's complaint stems from the uh, reduction of cost on the negates. <clears throat> so if you made it, I don't know, once per turn, I think that, that nerfs it too much. But something along the lines where you can't just infinitely uh, do these two drop negates for one or whatever, uh, back to back to back to back to back. I think if you like that, one, what one the little three. boxer looking guy just exactly. play four of them for free, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, so, like, if you make yeah. it a once per turn effect, like, you really got to strategize which negate am I going to drop first to get that, uh, that reduced cost, and then the rest have to be normal cost. I think that would make it a little bit more fair, but maybe too fair to where baby's not even relevant. Yeah, like I said, I don't think yeah. the deck is annoying, there's no doubt. People don't like playing against it, it's like you know, <laughs> it's like a less worse version of playing against hatch whatever but i just don't think it's to a point where because it it, it will have an answer like um i know mecha like mecha frieza can fare well against it you know hand destruction has the favorable matchup against it even red if red can i mean after seeing this turn one kill by Ernest, like oh my lord like if Ernest <laughs> pulls some mumble jumbo like that i mean he can kill the baby deck too if he wanted to as, so, as somebody who's played against a lot of uh, baby players, and I also played this a lot with Brandon. Uh, shout out to Brandon. I two I two one G dog. So I'm putting that in the podcast. <laughs> PT <laughs> exactly. But um, uh, for blue for babies, like if you just literally, yeah, if you literally just like you know, give them the turn one, turn two onslaught of like because uh, I'll explain it exactly like in in like literal like I explain it to you exactly how it's gonna go. You swing with, like, so what is it? So, baby goes turn one, they crit a lot, so they're down to seven, right? So, you go, you start your turn one, you're on one energy, switching gears, swing with switching gears, six life, or even if they negate, cool, that's one swing. Swing with lead, cool, two swings. Tap, or tap your, uh, tap your energy, put out your, or uh, activate your, your field effect, take a life, put in a young invader on the field, tap one energy, play the crit Vegeta, so uh, look at your top five, put a card in hand, swing with the crit Vegeta, if it connects, then you're literally just going to go for a game right there at this point. Because if it connects with crit, then you can play the Bardock Resolute in hand. Cool. Swing at the Bardock Resolute. They negate, you restand it. Swing with it again. They negate. Cool. Now you play the Mercenary Tau for hand. Swing with Mercenary Tau. And boom. Now they're at like, now they're at three life because they've taken like, let's say they've taken three hits. Now you can awaken. Cool. Now I'm awakened. Tap one. Play your Bardock. Swing at their Bardock. Activate this effect. Neg the Mechiorp. It's probably on board because they're trying to survive this onslaught. Now that you've negged the Mechiorp, you're going to go ahead and play the one-hit wonder. Boom. That's another swing on the board. Swing at your one-hit wonder. Your drop's filling up with all this combo power. Cool. Overrun this uh, combo power. I'm going to go ahead and play SS4 Bardock fighting against fate. Swing with SS4 Bardock fighting against fate. This isn't a perfect if, hand if because... You, it, if, you, if you sequence that a little bit better, you actually get down to four life and you're able to use your super combos too. Oh yeah, 100%. If you sequence that even better, that, that that's me, that's not even me sequencing correctly, and you're still able to, you know, just, just this onslaught of swings. Baby has yeah. only so many counters in their hand before they run out. And like, you know, a, a draw like, to awaken, not an untap, so... Yeah, and they're all, yeah, they are a draw to uh, no untap. So if they're, if they're having to awaken... They're either dematching you to, to restand the energy, or they're straight up going to take these hits mm -hmm. and pray they can make it to their turn too. And and if they're not taking these hits, that means they're comboing out all their battle card negates. True. It, it's and that's even better for you because that means less board clear. Mm -hmm. Well, that's and all less, fine and, and less floodgates. Yeah. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, it was Invoker versus Baby in the finale. Yeah. Blue I know because I, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just only had 
we also only had two King Vegeta players in that entire tournament. One of them top sixteen. Well, top eight. Good, good for you, <laughs> Ryan. So hold on, hold on. I definitely top eight that boy. Yeah. <laughs> my, my final match uh, before we uh, my final my round seven match was against the uh, the the FOE baby player as well. So like I said, playing against Brandon definitely has like uh, definitely a lot of experience playing with the uh, baby. So that definitely does help out as well. Like if you're able to like you know like play against baby, you can kind of understand how they're like you know their thought processes and stuff like that. Notice when they actually make mistakes, and you can capitalize it on stuff like that. Yeah, that's what uh, Milton was telling me during our because we played uh, day one first round two, and he was telling me that like after me he had to play against another King Piccolo player, and whenever I asked him how that game went, he he told me he was a like, dude that was so much easier than playing against you. He was like, you capitalized on every mistake I made, and that guy did not. Yeah, dude. It's just like, you know, once once you understand a matchup, like, you know, you can see the, the mistakes and the cracks, and that's when you, and that's when the matchup becomes easier for you as a player. Like, understanding yeah. where to, when to push and when not to push. When to, you know, when to, like, you know, show your hand on, like, you know, like, basically, it's basically like you stating on, um, like, you're about to go for game. Like you know that that that's all it is. It's just like you understanding the matchup. Ba- baby eventually will need to be banned, no, but not right now. I don't feel like it does, but eventually it will be because it will hinder uh game. It will hinder uh future game games, design. Yeah, game design with uh, with like you know just like yeah, the future negates. Yeah, the future negates and stuff like that. You know they they they're gonna have a cycle in the gates, and then like that cycle is gonna be you know. I mean, really, the only thing it limits is uh. Three or two, three cost and four cost and, uh, counters, um, which if they want to, they can just put two specified costs on the blue cards and and they're good. And even if they wanted to to stop the like three cost counters, which I think there's only like two or three of them at the moment that are even in that deck, that it it's not that big a deal. It brings it down to a two cost. It's not limiting too much game design, but it does it does still limit it. It's just the fact that it's there. It's just because we already seen it. I, I think the biggest thing is seeing how the universe three engine was handled. It's just the possi- It's just us knowing that the possibility is there. It, like you know, it, it's gonna happen one day. Like regardless if it's twenty sets down the road, and baby just happens to randomly get that one day gate, and it just happens to be one of those decks. Like oh, I get to make a comeback now, even though I'm outdated by twenty sets. Like you know. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's kind of far fetching it a little bit, but I mean that's just an example. It's like Frieza, yeah. like the, this Frieza leader is inevitably going to get banned one day. It's no way this leader is not going to get banned one day. Yeah, because it's they, they want to give the leader a little more time. Like it's 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 showing. Yeah, he should got rebooted. It, it, it is it is hindering game design. Like look at Universe yes, Nine. I, like, I Universe, agree Universe, with that. They did that so wrong. They did that so wrong with Universe Nine. I agree with that too. They yeah. they just had to put the U nine restriction I, on it. I bet you anything if if they do ever ban or when they ever ban that that leader, they're still not even gonna bring that back for another couple uh, couple lists. But yeah, like probably. they're not even gonna think about it. Yeah, probably not. Like I don't know. I just know there's like a handful of cards that never needs to leave the ban list, but. The moment they ban that you like that uh, freezer leader, like they can just even unban the card now, like maybe a set later, and just putting a rider on it. Like it's just so wrong to take that away from 
universe like the Bergamo leader got a nice reboot like you know it's not meta defining but it's still nice like you know it just goes yeah. back to that it just goes back to that argument like that we were saying earlier that I was asking if they gave me like a Dr. Wheelow or Red Yellow Beerus or even Mill Cooler support it's like just make the deck at least like somewhat viable to where I can have fun with it like you know it should just mm -hmm. left that alone for the U9 leader and just went from there but nah they're like nah we want this leader yeah, to live they on yeah, they could have given it the trait U nine. Uh, yeah, the restriction. So the universe, yeah, just so the universe nine can play it without any. Uh, that that, was, energy cost that was the biggest thing I I was stated about the card is that the card needs to be. Uh, you can only activate the card if your leader is a U nine card, and it needs to have the ca the character the the permanent this card is treated as a U nine card in all areas. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's yeah. like U nine, like universe seven is uh, re representative. Yeah, like it's it's a way it's searchable. It's searchable. It's um, it, it it can it can cost any color uh any color mana, or energy. Sorry, and then like you know just stuff like that. But no, it's 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 ruined. Like it's it, it's ruined mm -hmm. because like they wanted to ban it when they should have eroded it. And you know, you know, um, and then that's that's also like something that Bandai needs to uh, do going forward into the future with card design is that they need to not always you know press the ban button or the limit button. But you know, hit hit like an the, the card that surprised me the most on that list that they got banned was the dearest godly majesty. Like, I understand why I guess they did it, but even even the reasons they gave is still kind of meh. I mean, like, it's, it's, it, it is a fine because it you know it, it does kind of like you know like the the, uh, the discarding for like you know card effects that like draw and stuff like that, like that yeah. stuff right there. Like those are costs that you know are meant to be like you know. I have to pay this, so you know, like I can activate this effect. You know, it's not supposed but, to, you know, like benefit. But I mean, but think about it though. Like you can still, like, like say the card that it was used with the most was the Bardock, the Overwhelm. You draw two and discard a card. You can discard a uh, a draw two eight without paying any energy because, or like before paying any energy, uh, and just warp two or warp it and draw two. Like you can, there's ways around that that could also be even more beneficial like that card you had to see it at the same time it's a unique card so you can't even do it more than once like it, it wasn't that that big a deal of a card i still like, think you know what I, mean? I, I no no i know what you mean but i still think that it, it, it is a good card to it's not like a, a amazing card to hit where it um I, I agree with Ernest, but I think it's theoretically it's still a good hit. It slows down the aggro like the aggressiveness of certain decks. And it's like Ryan's saying, instead of you not negging off of the discard, which you're supposed to break even with, it makes certain combos oppressive. Because in the future, whenever they have more cards that like, you know, work the same way as that Bardock that draws two and discard, it is gonna have the same effect. I think it was a good hit. That's the thing because I agree with what you're saying, but it de like you can't deny that doesn't slow down the aggro of certain decks that you know was abusing that combo. Yeah, and like I said, Bandit also wants to push themselves into more of like a, a mid range kind of way, and you mm -hmm. know having the ability to you know Bardock into the uh, into the Beerus. It's just it isn't isn't really helping the 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 playstyle they want to go forward. And that's like I said, that's not me defending them for their choice of. Um, of what they want to do, it's just like you know them deciding. This is what I this is what I want to do here, and you know that's it. Da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I guess. <laughs> it's the thing that threw me off was the pan one. I guess it's just trying to like uh, future proof it for any like you know nutty buddy combos or anything like that. But oh yeah, you mean like fucking uh, goddamn fucking uh, the the sentient like aggro sin. I mean, I don't know. That, that would threw me off because I picked up two copies specifically for the new uh, lineage leader. Either, that thing just got banned. I'm like, well, there goes $10 I spent. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the dude who bought them off me for like fucking um, for 40 Dude, PBG, when we went for the invitation, we're buying them for like 15 bucks a piece. I know. I sold a, I sold a couple of them for, I, 10, for 10 I had a I, lot of that yeah, card I, for some I, reason. I, I did too, but I, w- I didn't even think to actually sell it. Like I, I was told about it, and then I just, for some reason, just didn't think to go sell them to them. So like I had a bunch of them with me that day, and I've never used that card. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> the fan, dude. All right, Jonathan. Anything else you want to do before we wrap up? Yeah, any, 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 any other things you want to talk about? Any other trash cards you want to bring up? Uh, reboot set to Vegito. Trash. Obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. I can't. But I mean, it's just supposed to be on my side to equalize this. Nah, it's no, I, I love man. that card. Trash. No, if, if Furnace doesn't agree with the, the hive mind, he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been one of the biggest advocates to try to get a reprint uh, or a reboot of that card. Uh, I will say this: I'm interested to see because Houston had a very big turnout for in person, like bigger than the in store regionals that Bandai had uh, supplemented. Uh, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that opens up uh, limitations on, on caps and if it gives Houston more uh, opportunity to host maybe official Bandai events like a regional or nationals or, dare I say, worlds. But um, that's for another episode. I think I am ready to do shout-outs if you guys are ready. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Um, shout-out to the boys. Salt Boys is obviously my team. Shout-out to Lotus Gaming Shop. Uh, sponsored store for the Salt Boys, who just had their grand opening, by the way, yesterday for Lotus 2, which is in Almeida Mall. Um, shout out to all the teams in Houston, obviously. Big ups to Team Rays for a uh, big show out for PPG Houston. Shout out to Brandon for taking the whole thing, going undefeated. And shout out to all the haters one time. I just want to give my shout out to uh, the best store in all of uh, the United States of America, damn near the entire planet Earth, uh, Galaxy Gaming. Uh, oh. Big, big shout out. <laughs> Boy, I know you can say I will get in my car so right humble. now, bro. Stand, stand the call. Stand the call, bro. Oh, man. So humble. Stay on the call. Stay on the call, bro. I'm, I'm heading to you right now, dog. I got, I got the ways up right now, dog. Uh, bro, but definitely big shout outs to Galaxy Gaming. De- big shout outs to the team, Team Rays. Uh, keeping it humble up in Houston. Oh my! <laughs> uh, shout out to Lotus. You know they did a good job with uh, what they were given for hosting, and it definitely was a fun, uh, fun event at the end of the day. Uh, shout out to any other store. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> well, my shout outs will be very quick. First of all, shout out to my boys from Team Medic Club. Absent from the scene, except for Milton. He's doing work. Shout out to him. Shout out to Josue and Darren. They're also playing a little bit of DBS. Maybe one day the rest of the team will come back, but we're locked up with Flesh and Blood and Digimon. Come join the boat, by the way. Really fun games. Right. Aside from that, shout out to Ryan and Ernest for making top 16. Very well performed at one of the, definitely like Jonathan said, bigger tournaments at an in-person event close to practically 80 people they have 79 really good number largest one in real life event in a while and shout out to brandon he did really well representing houston well he's definitely like my top one of my top three players in houston and he proved it by winning the ppg event so big shout outs to him i appreciate that on my on my shout out <laughs> uh, <laughs> five. you're my top five don't worry <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, my shout-outs are definitely to my team, uh, Team uh, Team Empire. Uh, shout-out to Team Sawboys, Meta Club, and Rays to, as well. Like Rays did a great job. I let them know weeks in advance that I was going to meet meet the majority of them in top 16. Didn't get to play against any of them except for one that I gave a, a win to on my own, my own mess-up. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I was being a little too nice there. But yeah, shout outs to all of them. Uh, good job, Brandon. Uh, great, great showing for Houston. Uh, shout out to Lotus for hosting a, a great event. And the, the the new location is amazing. Like their, their setup there is, is great. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that at any store that I've been to. So that, that, uh, that new, the new shop over there, the uh, Almeida is, is amazing. Um. Yeah, that's it. Um. You know what? I think we should do like a a quick roll call of the top sixteen players. If if anybody remembers who all topped, obviously Brandon, Ryan, uh, me, Ernest. me, me. Yes. Uh, uh, I remember. I remember the top. I remember the top two. Come. I I got I got a picture of it. Hold on. I can get. I can read Christian, off the whole thing too. Um, hey, shout out, hey, shout out! Shout out to anybody who wants to do uh Evan. my deck my deck profile. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to I'm hit you with the most humble deck profile. <laughs> in order uh, uh, of ranks in Bobby. top 16, it was Brandon, Ryan, Bobby, Milton, David, or Teasdale, Teasy, uh, Trenton, Adam, Jose, uh, did you do me, uh, Ernest, Christian, and Evan Glover and Ev and Evan. Oh yeah, Evan. Got, Evan got, got Evan got plays. sixteen out of sixteen, dude. <laughs> that was the most lit thing ever, dude. Evan U seven top sixteen. Good uh, job, Evan. <laughs> shout out to all the Houston players at the top. Shout out to all the Houston players who showed up. Uh, yes. Shout out to David PR sign, of course, for doing another spectacular job oh, on, on yeah. stream. Absolutely, um, he sacrifices a lot to just do the, the 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 streaming part and not necessarily the the playing part. And he's a great player, so yeah. shout out to him for for continuing to give Houston and, and all of DBS a great commentator. Um, hey, something else I noticed about this top sixteen, I think only like two or three players weren't Texas based. I think everybody on the top sixteen was from Texas, except for I think two or three players. Yeah, Tony was from Texas. Uh, somebody with a, the first name with an A was also from Arnaldo. Texas. That's Arnaldo. the guy. Arnaldo was Arnaldo. from Texas. And then I know Tony, Legend. Brad, was not. Brad Brown. Brad's from Oklahoma. Brad Brown. Brad's okay. from Oklahoma. Legend so is from three. Florida, maybe. And then Stephen, I don't know. 
uh, PPG times FOE, uh, I think those yeah. are all Florida based. But yeah, Texas strong and Houston Houston bread obviously is uh, the way to go. So yep. I think that's going to be it for the for the episode today, guys. Uh, I know it was last minute. It's crazy kind of weekend, but good showing. We'll uh, we'll get together again soon. Exactly. Sure. Right, Everybody take it easy. Chompa chompa. <laughs> chompa. <laughs>